Well, praise the Lord. And welcome to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. We're an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit broadcast, broadcasting today from the worldwide broadcast studio here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. And I would just want to welcome you to our broadcast. Hello, I'm Pastor Davenport, and thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. Today, I want to talk to you about overcoming, being an overcomer in the world. But before we begin, I just want to thank you for, for inviting us in. It's, it's the 29th of July. We've been going now for six months and, and just, just really be, being uh, just, just tremendous uh, worship and, and praise of our Lord. We've returned back to Gospel of Faith Church and, and the broadcast is, is, is going out worldwide. You know, we've, we've had such a success with, with the broadcast going out uh, on the airways. Uh, someone asked me the other day where we were reaching out to, and I'm telling you, we're we're on uh, Anchor and Breaker, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, Pocket Podcast, RadioPublic.com, Spotify, uh, Castbox, Overcast, iTunes. J- you can just about pick us up just anywhere worldwide. And today, I just wanted to to just take a moment to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and and supporting uh, spiritual awareness with Pastor Davenport. Uh, financially, we're 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 kind of uh, hurting a little bit, and and I hope that that you know as you go to church and you you place your your offering in, I if if you would just write on your offering. Uh, for spiritual awareness, that would help us tremendously. You know, a lot of it goes in the offering tray, and and it just goes uh, it goes right to the church. But if you would just uh, pencil in on your offering envelope uh, for the broadcast or for spiritual awareness, that would help us out uh, because that way it would go to us. You know, uh, but I don't want to hurt the church also. So uh, if you go onto the website and you would help us with that. Uh, there's places where you can donate to the broadcast, or if you wanted to go to the church, uh, if you would designate that to go to Gospel of Faith Church, that would help the church pay for the insurance and the upkeep of the church as well. So with that, uh, let's bow our heads wherever you are in your living room, in your kitchen, uh, you know, wherever you are, just just uh, help with this prayer this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you for this broadcast for this worldwide prayer ministry, O oh Lord God, we come before you. Lord, we have, we're in trouble, Lord. Uh, let's, face, let's face the music, Lord. America and the world, we're in trouble today, Lord God, because there is such a division among your people. Lord, we know that as we come before you, uh, many times as we've gone through these times in the world, we've come before you in prayer, Lord God, lifting up our people Lord, in prayer, in Second Chronicles, the day, the very first day that I began this broadcast, Lord, I prayed and I asked God's people to come together in prayer out of Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, if my people, say it with me, prayer partners, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. No more, Father, no more in the streets of America should it run red with blood from our own people. Lord God, enough is enough is enough. 
Can they not see that one thing is to protest, but it is another to kill our own brothers and sisters in Christ? Is it not enough that children, a three-year-old, is it not enough that children are paying the price for protest? Is it not enough that we see babies being killed in America today? I'm not talking about abortion. I'm talking about innocent blood being spilled at a protest, a three-year-old child being shot dead because of these protests. Stop the violence in Jesus' name. Stop the violence now. And let's have conversation. Conversation. If we want to get anywhere, we need to have conversations with one another Brothers and sisters, let's say it with conversation. There is an injustice being done, and it's an injustice to our children. We're not teaching our children how to right wrongs that have been done. We're not teaching them by burning and looting and stealing and, and killing. Lord God, intervene. I pray thee, O Lord God. Bring America back to its knees in Jesus' name. And let's stop this violence. Somebody say amen out there right now. Say amen. Somebody hit their knees and let's pray together. Let's pray together for the stopping of this violence. Getting rid of the police is not the answer. Burning and looting is not the answer. It's time that we as Christians who founded this nation, who founded the world and brought peace and tranquility to this land, it's, it's the answer is prayer and supplication. The fervent prayers of many is the answer. Praise God, we can overcome, my friends. We can overcome. In Jesus' name, we can overcome. We must, each and every one of us, as individuals and as a body of Christ, we can become overcomers through Jesus Christ. In his name we pray this morning. And then we need to attack this, this Corona-19. We need to attack this virus as it was the enemy. It's the enemy. Don't you understand? Being locked up in our homes, being out of work and unemployed, being poor, that's the enemy, not one another. That's the enemy. Now let's attack the right enemy, not each other. That's the enemy. Now let's attack the right enemy. Let's, let's band together and let's eradicate this COVID-19 virus and get it done and get it done finally. There was a first wave, now a second wave, and there'll probably be a third wave. But we can handle it because we are Americans and American ingenuity will take care of it in Jesus' name. Father, I pray thee in the name of Jesus, heal our land. Somebody say amen and amen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Can you just praise God right where you're sitting? Right now, in Jesus' name, if you're driving your car, roll down your window and say, In Jesus' name, nation, be healed. In Jesus' name. Go to your front door and say, Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. And drive the devil out of your household. Drive the de devil out of your car. Wherever you are, just say, Devil, be gone. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God.
Well, glory to God. In Revelations 21, verse 7, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Last week I began a two-part series called He That Overcometh. And you know what? If we want to make heaven our home, we are called on to live an overcoming life. You know what's going on right now in America today? You know, we, 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 turn, on, we turn on the news and, and, and every once in a while, I have to turn on CNN or one of those just to get my blood pressure boiling a little bit. And, and then I turn back over to, well, I'll leave it at that because you kind of know where my mind is. You know, as I stated last week, maintaining the victory is one of the hardest things to do in today's world. But I believe that we can. Do I, do I have anyone here today that, that believes that with me? The Apostle Paul knew a, a little about staying victorious. I was going to read off, I was going to read off the uh, all my my reference teaching notes, but uh, the scriptures. But there, there's about 25 of them, so I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. You're just going to have to follow along today. But the, you know, as as my prayer was, I, 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 before I came in to do my 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 into the studio today, I, I was going to do my laundry and. And I said, Lord, I, got, I, I just need you, God, to guide me today. And I went to grab my, my laundry detergent and, and what should fall down on the ground. I reached down to pick it up and it said, shout it out, shout it out. I said, praise God, God has done give me the victory today. <laughs> shout it out, praise God. You know, the Apostle Paul knew a little bit about staying victorious. Yet at the same time, he struggled just like you and I do. Every day of our lives, it seems to be a struggle in today's world. Since this, this, all this stuff that came upon us this year. And we can relate to him today in this modern world. Because he was always honest about his struggles to maintain the victory. <clears throat> in Romans chapter 7 verse 18 and 19. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Verse 19. For the good that I would I, I, I would do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. More than any other New Testament writer, Paul talked about his struggles to overcome. He was always battling his flesh. You see, we're, we're, we're not alone. In our struggles. Later Paul wrote. He that endures to the end. The same shall be saved. Say that with me. He that endures to the end. The same shall be saved. And to Timothy stated. In Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. He said. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. He said, I have kept the faith. Say that with me. I have kept the faith. Wouldn't it be wonderful to stand before Jesus Christ one day in heaven and be able to say to the Lord Jesus Christ, I have kept the faith, Lord. As though it was to maintain the victory, Paul found a way to do so. And if Paul could do it, then so can we, brother, sister. We can overcome we can keep the faith. I believe that we can, don't you? Now, there are some things 
that the Word of God reveals to you and I that I believe will help you maintain your victory. It's called training. Whenever a, whenever a, a fighter begins uh, training for a fight, there are always a few things that, that they must know in order to succeed, in order to be successful. And the first thing that, that, that you have to understand is that we are in a spiritual battle, a battle for your very soul and a battle for the souls of your loved ones. Now, I hope that's very obvious to you in today's world. This is a spiritual walk we are in. And it comes down to a fight. And it, it will be a spiritual fight for the souls of your children and your grandchildren. And for every loved one that you have. If a boxer started training for a wrestling match or, or for a boxing match, he would be a lot of trouble come fight night if he didn't train, right? Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You see, this is not a fight in, in the flesh, but a fight in the spirit. And as such, we need to understand how to fight a spiritual battle. Let me tell you something. I'm an ex-drug addict. Let me tell you something. I did not fight a battle that I could get up with my fist and I could fight when I was fighting drugs. Or if you're fighting alcoholism. Let me tell you something. You are in a battle for your life when you're fighting against the demons of drug addiction or alcoholism. Or the demons of, of mental illness. You're not fighting flesh and blood. You can't get up and, and excuse the expression, kick somebody's butt. You're fighting a demon of drug addiction, the demon of alcoholism, the demon of mental illness. We need some spiritual training. Amen. And the second point here that I'd like to make to you uh, today is that we must know who your enemy is. And many times when we're involved in drug addiction or alcoholism or mental illness, since this is a spiritual battle, we cannot see our opponent and we can't even fight our enemy unless we first know who that enemy is. You see, every fighter, every fighter trains differently depending on who their opponent is. Many of you do not know that years and years and years and years and years ago, I was, I owned my own dojo down in Phoenix on Central, on Central Avenue. And I had, I had a karate, a, a Kempo karate dojo. And I fought in a few tournaments and I'm registered as third degree black belt. On first John chapter two, verse 14, I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. 
In this writing, John reveals that you have overcome the wicked one who is the wicked one. Who is this one? I think that we all understand that he is Satan, the devil, that demon. He is the enemy of your soul, the enemy of your family, the enemy of this church. Now listen, church, to what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, listen, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The devil is an enemy of your soul. Understand that he is seeking to devour whoever he can, and he'll get to you going through whoever he can. Are you listening? Are you listening? He wants your soul, and he'll use whoever he can to get to your soul. And he's been doing it ever since the beginning of time. And the devil has been seeking to destroy mankind since the beginning. Revelations 12, verse 10. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Nonstop, day and night, Satan is roaming to and fro, looking for another soul to destroy. That's what he does. That's who he is. That's his purpose. Satan will use whatever means he can to accomplish that purpose. And how do we withstand the attack of Satan? First, we need to understand his methods. Every fighter studies the methods of his opponents so they can learn to defend the, and attack the appropriate ways. A few years uh, a few years back the Indian Amateur Boxing Federation sent a videographer to to Taiwan to capture video of every possible opponent that their five boxers might face in the Olympic Games. And they wanted to study their footwork, their style, their strength and their weaknesses of every one of their potential opponents. We used to do that in Kempo karate. We would go to uh, different tournaments, Traco Taekwondo, we would study every one of the opponents that our guys might have to uh, endure. And we'd study all, their, all of their strategies. They would do the same. Since they have started this strategy, Indian boxers have been highly successful in winning medals at the international events. If you want to win a fight against the enemy of our souls, study his style. Study what the devil does. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Lest Satan should get an advantage over us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. What does it say? Don't be ignorant of how the devil works. One of Satan's methods is to attack us when we are weak. Look at what's going on in America today. He never has liked a fair fight. It's when we are weak, America, that Satan tries to take advantage of us the most. When you get tired, when you get weak, uh, when you get worn out uh, or exhausted, that's when the devil will try to drag you down. Are you listening, America? That is when you need to keep your guard up. Low self-esteem, self-doubt, self-pity. These are his weapons. Anxiety, fear. Satan came against Jesus when he was weak, tired, and hungry. 
Matthew 4, 1 through 3. Then was Jesus led up to the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Imagine, imagine how Jesus felt. He had no food for 40 days. And the first thing that Satan does is tempt him with bread. I don't know about you. I'm, I, I used to be a bread man. I love to eat bread. I love the kinds of bread. I love the smell of bread when it comes out of the oven. I love to, to watch butter melt over freshly bread, uh, baked bread. If I drive by a bakery, I draw in the scent of bread. Now, if I had just fasted for 40 days and the devil tempted me with bread, I don't know if I could, if I, I could do what Jesus did. I know how hard it is to fast for one or two days, but Jesus fasted for 40 days. I know what it's like to drive by a, a, a steakhouse in the middle of, the, uh, uh, of a fast day. That's hard stuff, my friend. That's hard stuff. How about trying to fast while, while, while uh, Sister Judy is cooking fresh homemade chocolate chip cookies for a bake sale? I'm telling you right now, that's hard stuff to do. But Satan comes when, when we are least likely to resist him, when we are least likely to put up a fight. If we know that we, are, that we will be ready, and if you are ready, then you can resist him. You can make a stand against him, even in your weakest hour. When Jesus was weak from fasting and prayer, he was still able to resist the devil. Every time Satan came at him with a new attack, Jesus responded with a word of God. Listen, Matthew 4 and 4. But he answered and he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every time Jesus quoted the word to the devil, he backed away and tried something else. Jesus kept quoting the word of God, and the devil kept backing away until finally he gave up. Listen to me, church. Quote a scripture in the face of the devil's attack and watch what he does. He will go and cower in the corner like a coward really is. God's word is powerful. Hallelujah. Glory to God. His word is powerful. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. How did Jesus fight the Satan? Jesus fought Satan by resisting him with the word of God. That is how. You are able to fight off the, the wicked one with God's word. Are you listening to me, church? By God's word, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 9, resist him, say it with me, resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Listen to me, if you're fighting drug addiction, alcoholism, or mental illness, resist him and stay steadfast in the faith with Jesus Christ. What you are going through is no different than what Jesus or anybody else went through. If they defeated the enemy, so can you. Can you shout amen right where you are right now? Another writer says it this way in James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourself, therefore, to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Jesus showed his submission to God through fasting and also his acknowledgement in the word of God. That's 
what empowered his resistance to the devil. This is some good spiritual training tonight. Oh my goodness, can I get a witness? Right where you're sitting at home, give me a witness, just shout amen right where you are. Remind Satan about the blood of the Lamb. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 and 11, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down and the accuser them before our God day and night. And they, they overcame. Say it with me. And they overcame. Say it again. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. All we have to do. Listen, church. Woo! I'm telling you. I'm telling you under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. All we have to do is remind Satan that he was forever defeated at Calvary by the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for each of us. That's the word of God. Remind Satan that the word says, we overcome by the word of our testimony. Our testimony. Listen to me. You grab that arm. If you're a heroin addict, you grab that arm and Jesus Christ will suck that heroin right out of your vein. This again comes back to our submission to God. We are living submitted life. If we are, then our testimony will bring us victory. If you are an alcoholic right now in the name of Jesus, I call that alcohol out of your body right now in the name of Jesus. No more. We resist the devil and he will flee. Overcoming our enemy all comes down to the submission of God. Will you submit to, to Jesus Christ tonight? Will you submit to Jesus Christ right now in the name of Jesus? Will you ask him to forgive your sin? Will you claim Jesus Christ died on the cross for you and for the submission of your sins right now in Jesus' name. We submit to God by doing whatever his word says. Repent, repent in the name of Jesus. When we don't live according to his word, we are, we are actually resisting God instead of resisting the devil. Too many of us are doing just that. We are not obeying the scripture and therefore we are resisting God. Is it any wonder? Is it any wonder? That the devil has free reign in our lives. I'm talking to somebody right now who is having a hard time overcoming. Submission is the way we win. That's the way we win our freedom from the devil. Jesus showed us his submission in the few ways. Jesus just came off of a 40-day fast. He was submitting. He had been praying. He was submitted. He was the word. He was submitted. When God sees our submission to his will... We now are allowing God's spirit to fight for us. He'll fight for you, my friend. Our will is submitted to his. Our spirit is yielded to his. Our God is free to come in and fight our battle for us. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Are you listening to me today? The Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Claim it as yours today. Listen to me, church. If we are not submitted to his plan, his word, his will, then we have left no room for his spirit to work in us through us. The key to overcoming the attack of the enemy is to stay submitted to God. How many of you want to stay submitted to God? Praise God. Praise God. I can see you raising your hand right now. Sitting there in that easy chair right now at home. Now that we understand the importance of submitting to God, I want you to show you the two avenues that Satan attacks through. 
The first is found in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's straight out of 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Satan attacks us through the world and the things of the world. If you love the world, the love of God is not in you. We no longer pray in our schools. What happened? The world took over the schools. The name of Jesus cannot be used in public prayer of, of the government. The definition of marriage is no longer based on God's definition of marriage. There is no respect for the life of, uh, of our present world. The world's way of thinking has become as it was in the days of Moe when God looked down and saw that the evil was continuing in man's heart. Our culture has become ungodly. Our thinking has been infiltrated by an ungodly culture. <coughs> Excuse me. And our worldview has, has been warped by Hollywood and the media. Fake news. We have become desensitized to God and his laws. And the carnal senses have been awakened by a picture that the world has painted for mankind. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Faith in God overcomes the world. If we have faith in God's system, then that is the system we will trust. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Say it with me. For we walk by faith, not by sight. The second avenue that Satan attacks us through is found in the pride of life. The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not the Father, but is of the world. Satan knows that we were all created equal. Listen to me, America. Satan knows that we were all created equal and that we were all born into sin. That is their nature. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Our very nature is carnal. And so Satan attacks us through that avenue of our carnal flesh. In Romans 8, 13 and 14, For if we live after flesh, we will die thereof. But if we through the Spirit do more, more, uh, mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters of God. Galatians 5, 24, 25, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh, with the affection of the lust, and if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 31. I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. We can overcome our flesh and our carnal nature by crucifying our flesh every day. That simply means dying out to our old sin on a daily basis, repenting every day, praying every day. Paul said, I die daily. It must become a lifestyle for us. If we want to continue to overcome in, overcome and become an overcomer every day, in closing, I want to remind you that you have overcome. You can overcome. But I also encourage you to continue to overcome every single day that you can one day inherit eternal life through Jesus Christ. If we continue to submit ourselves to God, walk by faith, and live a repented lifestyle, we will at last the enemies of our soul. 1 John chapter 2, verse 17, And the world patheth the way, and lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. One day the devil will go into the lake of fire. That's God's promise. The world will be destroyed for by fire and recreated by the millennial reign of Christ. Our flesh will be changed in an instant to be like Jesus Christ at the sound of the trumpet. 
and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I want you to understand this and understand it quickly. You matter to us. You matter to us on this broadcast. I don't I, I don't care whether your demon is, is alcohol, your demon is drug abuse, your demon is mental illness. I don't care what it is. You matter to this pastor, this ministry team. Most of all, you matter to God. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about that. You know what? It doesn't matter, good or bad, pretty or not so pretty, skinny or not so skinny, young or old, single, married, divorced, widowed, straight, bi, lesbian, gay or trans, you matter to us. Living a life or hating the world, you matter to me. You know, never been to jail or uh, just got out of prison last night, it doesn't matter. Most importantly, America, red or yellow, black or white, we are all precious in God's sight. Are you listening to me, America? Stop the violence. And let's get into a, a meaningful meaningful conversation together. Whatever your past religious experience, you matter. Whatever religion or doctrine or belief, hold on to it. And, and let's, let's have a conversation because you matter to us. Love Jesus or hate Jesus, you matter. We love you. We care about you. We're praying for you. We're concerned about it. You matter to us. Won't you listen to us? Won't you listen? And let's listen to one another. Let's stop all the all the, the 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 violence, and let's stand still long enough to listen to one another. I'm wondering, tearing down statues, does it feed the poor? Does it really help? I wonder. Maybe some conversation about why we're tearing down statues. Some conversation about why we're burning police cars, why we want to defund the police, why we want to dismantle them. Maybe some meaningful conversation would help. I don't know. I'm just a lowly, humble pastor. I want you to know today that the Lord of Lords and King of Kings is there with you today. If maybe I touched you or maybe I gave you something to think about. Today I spoke pretty harshly about drug addiction, alcoholism, and mental illness. And I spoke that way and what gives me the right to speak that way is because I'm an I'm a junkie. I was I was a heroin addict. And I've been where perhaps you are. And I've been a backslider. Not once, but many times. And it took God to slap me upside the head with a 4 by 4 before I finally settled down and began to listen to God and God called me to the ministry. So I think that gives me the right to, to be able to speak God's word after many, many years in seminary. <laughs> cemetery, I call it. But many years of studying the word of God. And finally going through and learning. Maybe no one has ever given you a chance to repent of your sins. Repent means to turn away from your sins, the bad things that you did in your life. 
You know, Jesus Jesus really wants you to come and ask forgiveness for those sins. He, he, he has that right also. He died on the cross. He came down and he was persecuted, spat upon, humiliated. And finally, he gave up his life to give you a chance at a new life. And when you accept Christ as your Savior, when you really confess those sins to Jesus, not to man, there's no man on this face of the planet that, that needs to know what your sins are. You confess that to Christ. Jesus wants you to live the very best life that you can. I remember scripture when when the disciples asked Jesus, well, really, what's the law? What, what, what commandments? And Jesus said, I'm going to leave you with two commandments. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Huh. And I remember saying to God, you know, I can, I can handle that. And Jesus said to them, this is the first and the greatest commandment, and the second is likened unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And on thy, these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. It's really not that hard, my friend. You may say to me, Pastor, I've gotten away from the church. I used to go to church and I used to believe, but drugs and alcohol or even mental illness has kept me from the church and kept me from God. I just kind of gave up. I thought God turned away from me. Listen to me, my friend. God never turns away. God never turns away. We turn away from Him. But He's always there. You know, when you look down in the sun and you see that shadow, that's not your shadow. That's God. That's God. He's always there with you. You just forgot to look down and see your shadow. That's God. So before I close this out, I want to offer this time for you to pray this very simple prayer. It's called a sinner's prayer with me. If you've backslidden or, or if you just... If you just forgot God and you want to come home, if you want to come home, God's waiting for you to come home. Like me, he waited patiently. And finally I decided, this life, this life is not for me. This life is just, I'm tired of living in the gutter. I'm tired of living, I'm tired of living like this. I want to come home, Lord. I want to come home. Father. And God finally looked down and he said, you've always been home. You've always been home. You just needed to call me. And this is the way you call dad. This is the way you call out to the heavenly father. If you're ready, just repeat this after me. Just repeat it, but I need you to mean it. I mean, I need you to reach down into your gut. And I need you to say this prayer from deep down in that void inside your heart, that dark place in your heart, so that God can empty that out and fill it back with the love of Jesus Christ. Dear Lord Jesus, come on and say it with me. If you're really genuinely ready, say it with me. Dear Lord Jesus, 
I know that I'm a sinner. And I ask your forgiveness. I say it this way. Oh God, I ask for your forgiveness. And I believe that you died for my sins. And you rose from the dead. And today, God, I turn from my sins. And I invite you to come into my heart and into my life. And I want to trust you. And I want to start following you. As my Lord and as my Savior. God, change my life. I know it's not going to be easy, but I'm asking you, God, to help me to change my life. In Jesus' name, say it with me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, my friend, if you just said that prayer of salvation, spiritual awareness with Pastor Davenport, would, I'd like to personally welcome you to the family of God. The Bible says you're a new creation and the old life has just passed away and all things, praise God, have just become new. We as Spiritual Awareness Ministries are so glad that you came upon this broadcast and that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You probably just made the most important decision of your life. And God has a wonderful future planned out for you. And you have a purpose, a purpose for your life. And today your life has a new significance to it because you're now a child of God. And there are so many benefits that now belong to you, such as forgiveness of all sin, healing for your physical body, mind, spirit, and soul, and financial blessings and protection, and the Holy Spirit to guide you and teach you in the ways of God. Now, I'd like for you to email me and let me know that you said this prayer today in sincere faith. And I'd like you to email me at spiritualawareness, all one word, spiritualawareness777 at gmail.com. Bless you, my brother or sister, for saying that prayer. And I encourage you to continue to listen in to our broadcast. And for everyone else that listened in, pray that you would help support our ministry. There's places on the broadcast that you can do that. We could sure help your, sure use your help financially right now. We're going to kind of a tough spot. Until then, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you until he brings us back once again. God bless. <music>